Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Going Commando. I am indeed your host, Tank Rodriguez. Joined with me are my co-host, Dirty Dirty Derek, and of course, Jimothy James Dean. Hello, boys. How y'all doing today? What's up, dude? What's up? Yeah. What do you think about this one? I know we talked about it in Texas Podcast. What about this intro music? <laughs> okay, cool. I, um, thanks. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate the input. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's you know it's very butt rocky. It's it's fine. It's very it's a, could be a could be on the expendable soundtrack. There so. you go. Exactly. That's what I was going to That first that first one was definitely on the expendable soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's well, it. I'll call. I'll, I'll I'll turn it off now. But all right. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, uh, we are talking about uh, most influential action uh, movies. Uh, today, but before we, we, we get into that, uh, before and then before I ask you what y'all watched this past week, I have a question for Derek. Derek, sure. how was Bill and Ted? Yeah, I'm so glad you so <laughs> glad you said it. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I said that I, uh, I I had my theory about how it was going to end, and yeah. my theory was right. Um, yeah. I really liked it. You know, I, I, again, I, I said I didn't really care what anybody else thought about it. Um, but I I really enjoyed it. Some really great callbacks. Uh, they had all a good chunk of the, the actors that were throughout the series in there. I think the only, you know, people that were replaced was the, the younger brother who played Deacon in the originals. Obviously, wasn't back as a brother. And, and the, the princesses who played the wives were... were by different actresses, but uh, I was wondering about that. Yeah, um, but that being said, um, really liked it quite a bit. Uh, had a fun time watching it. Um, I thought, I thought the storyline was was actually like was better. It was a little more like heartfelt, um, in my opinion. It's it's uh, if anybody has ever had like a, a dream, and it takes forever to get to that dream. You know, like sometimes it's very defeating. Um, so I, I thought that was a good, good part of it. It's like, why, at what point do you give up and just kind of pursue your, your day to day? But there's still that great chemistry between Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters, um, on the screen. You can definitely tell like that, that has not a, that is not like uh, aged out or, or changed in any way. Um, seems like they had a really great time making the movie, which was more important. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Obviously if, if you've seen it. It, no spoilers. It does leave it, in my opinion, it leaves it a little more open at the end, like a next generation type thing. Uh, but yes, thank, thank you for asking. I, I did thoroughly. It was. I was gonna, of course, mention it, and I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed it. That was funny. I bought it, so that was good. That's good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that, and I can't wait to watch it. Um, I just think it's funny that there's like it's comedy of the year. It's like, well, what other comedies have come out? As far as, but you know, um, I, 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 presidential I, election, yeah, exactly. Or political humor, laughs for you. Oh man, no, but uh, you know, I haven't heard one bad thing about it uh, from any of my friends that have seen it, and uh, so I, again, I'm really looking forward to watching it and, and uh, giving my feedback to you. But yeah. that, that being said, what else have y'all been watching, guys? Oh man! Um, well, first of all, like I, I have to call it out. Is anybody have you guys watched the first three episodes of The Boys season two? 
I have, I yeah. Man, I haven't. Uh, no, 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 go ahead. It, it's fine. No, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, they uh, they released about a day early. I'm very excited. Uh, Friday's a new episode. Um, man, just some, some great uh, – uh, I think it's going to be a great season. A lot of, yeah. a lot of good action. Um, I, I found it funny, though. I was reading in an interview uh, with the guy, uh, Eric Kripke, I think, is uh, the creator – uh, talking about like the different characters, and he was talking about the, the deep, and uh, how the deep's uh, kind of storyline. This will be very trans trans. Uh, it'll be very similar to Forrest Gump. He's like the deep is <laughs> Forrest Gump. I'm like, you just keep swimming and swimming. I mean, they're definitely equally as intelligent. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just like the uh, yeah. There's a whole weird storyline with that. Um, and obviously, some of the uh, this, like the super villains, <laughs> not super terrorists, um, are uh, very yeah, it's very cool. Um, really enjoyed that. Um, what else did I watch this week? So that was that was a good chunk of my week. Uh, I watched a movie called uh, called Doomsday. I don't know if you've ever seen. It. It's like kind of a post-apocalyptic. Uh, yeah, post-apocalyptic. Um, I didn't see it in a while. It was on. Um, I, I really, I really liked it quite a bit. Um, Back in the day, it was okay. You know, I don't think it aged as well. Um, but I thought it was it was good overall. Uh, good, good, fun movie to watch if you want to. So it's a little post-apocalyptic in the post-apocalyptic area that we're living in today. Um, most importantly, though, not what I read, not what I watched, but what I read this week. Oh, so first, yeah, man. first, I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been uh, getting some my, my reading on, and uh, got this book uh, by Max Brooks called *The Evolution*. Um, it's a Bigfoot story. Uh, Max Brooks did the uh, nice. World War Zombie. Z. Yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, I think a very good follow-up to uh, kind of World War Z and his next vein of cryptozoology. Uh, did one about Bigfoot. So I, I really, I just finished this up, and it was uh, it was awesome. I really, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. And then, uh, and then my um, wife got me as a gift, just uh, just a fun gift. Is this uh, Quentin Tarantino, iconic filmmaker in his works book? Uh, which is kind of like a behind the scenes dabble with his kind of life story, but uh, very cool. Our, our friend Tanner uh, wants to take bets on how many f bombs are in there. So oh, yeah, I'll not see because I'm not quite done with it yet. But it's it's actually a really great book. It's hardback. I uh, really enjoyed it. So I, I didn't watch as much this week as I as I did read. Um, yeah, watched uh, watched those two movies and, and read a bunch. So. Nice. What about you, Jimothy James Dean? Well, so first off, yeah, I did also watch The Boys. I uh, was super excited for it to come out. Um, it's one of those scenarios where I'm like, I kind of regret having read the comic because certain things that would have been really cool reveals, uh, you know, I kind of already knew they were coming. Uh, they did do some gender swapping, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, I actually think it works better in the in the show. Um, the guy who, I, I don't know the actor's name, but the guy who plays Homelander deserves a fucking Emmy. He embodies that character so fucking well. There's so many great just even looks he gives and like the the tension that's always kind of brimming under the surface and like he's so fucking good. Um but yeah, the three episodes that have come out so far are all great. There's some hysterical very inappropriate laughs that come in throughout oh, the whole my thing. God. Some fucking gnarly ass uh violence and gore that uh you know comes out of nowhere. Um but yeah, it's really great. Um I will say one of my one of my favorite scenes uh, in this movie um, <laughs> revolves around the uh, the soup that could uh, gecko that could regenerate his limbs. Uh, um, 
uh, uh, oh. was was uh, was crazy. Uh, yeah. He played the. Uh, if anybody doesn't know him as an actor, if he looks super familiar, uh, he played uh, Tad from uh, from Green Room. Uh, yep. He played the the Seattle punk rock uh, zine maker. Um, it took me a minute. I was like, "Yeah, you're Tad from Green Room," um, and then stuff happened. But yeah, it's a, uh, uh, in fact, he's really, I like him. I liked him in that movie. He was actually very believable, but I actually really like him in this too. And uh, his character is very, very kind of like sad, but, um, but yeah, it's a great show. First three episodes, first three uh, episodes of the season were all great. Excited for those. Um, watched a ton of uh, Kung Fu movies. I wanted to go back and rewatch a lot of like the classics that, you know, I've seen a million times and, you know, very like films like the five deadly venoms and enter the 36th chamber, um, uh, the mystery of chess boxing, all these, um, different Hong Kong films. Um, I did watch these two and this was actually a while ago. I watched these, but I really want to talk about them, but we postponed this, uh, podcast. Um, so I'm a big Gary Daniels fan. He was a, like a third class martial art action hero kind of guy from the uh, 80s and 90s, late 80s and 90s. In fact, he plays uh, Ken uh, uh, Ken Shiro, but it's Ken in the uh, uh, the Fist of the North Star live action movie. Um, uh, the much blind and hated Fist of the North Star movie. Um, but I'm, I'm a big Gary Daniels fan, and so um, I rewatched this movie called Blood Moon, which has uh, it's fucking very over the top. Um, uh, Rob Van Dam, the pro wrestler Rob Van Dam is in that movie. Uh, was uh, I think uh, might have been his first speaking role in film. Um, but it's this really crazy, super, super martial arts killer who wears a mask, and it's this whole thing. But so I rewatched that. But I was like, I looked up um, some other things by the. So the director is actually, um, uh, he think he goes by. Uh, Robert Lung, or he has an American name listing at the time, but his real name is Hugh Hong Lung. Um, but I, I, when looking for it, he I came on this movie Super Fights, which I remember in uh, the mid '90s. I remember seeing it, but I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that really." Basically, this movie is if you take a ni- mid '90s low budget American like martial arts movie, but sort of set it in like the WWE, where it's like it's this sort of like quote unquote future uh, where there's like this competitive, this thing called super fights. And it's like, there's like, they're like characters. Like one's like a fucking ninja samurai guy. And another dude's like, uh, like a punk, like there's just these goofy sort of, um, you know, like they have gimmicks, but they're like supposedly like really martial arts fighting. And this like this, like the, um, the star of the movie as uh, who plays Jack Cody, which is the single most '90s white martial arts. Jack Cody. I'm like, is that oh from like s- s- fucking Streets of Rage? Is yeah, that no, one of those characters? No, it reminds me. Oh, Cody's from Final Fight. Well, ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, this kid Brandon Gaines, who I think did like two movies. He's like the skinny, scrappy, like young guy. In fact, everybody else in the whole there's a whole thing where like when he joined, like basically he's like he's like a fan. Like he's like a super fan of the super fights, but he's also a martial artist and he basically stops this girl from getting raped um, and becomes like a national hero. Um, so they basically want him to be part of the super fights, but then he finds out it's rigged and they're making everybody take steroids and he won't take steroids, which is very evident in the movie. Um, 
And uh, then there's like this, like they're also doing like drug, like there's, it's the whole goofy shit. Um, the action is really good because, you know, um, just like in uh, his, and he went on to actually make legitimate, like, you know, um, movies in, in, in uh, Hong Kong, but like his American films were not so hot. Um, but, uh, but you know, the action is really good. He was very good at with stunt choreography, but I mean, it's one of the most like eye rolly movies ever every like five minutes there's either a bit of dialogue or something that happens where you're just like i can't believe grown-up people made this movie um uh it's really bananas uh but it's really over the top and amazingly silly uh i would definitely rewatch it um so i watched those uh now i'm gonna bring up uh anime i've brought up anime a few times this podcast but I know anime is very popular and I know there's a lot of fans of this podcast who probably also watch anime and there's a ton of great anime I could talk about, but there's one specifically I would recommend to even people who are not fans of traditional anime. Um, Writing it down. uh, So it's on Crunchyroll and it's called uh, God of High School. G-O-D, God of High School. It's actually based off of a Korean comic, which is very rare that um, uh, anime adapts like non-Japanese comic material or uh, non-Japanese manga. Um, but it's based on a very popular Korean manga. Um, first off, it's a fucking very enjoyable... Basically, it's like um, all these martial artists from all over Korea um, compete in this thing called God of High School to find out who like the strongest non-professional, non-adult uh, martial artist is. But then there's like all these it starts to tie in all these much bigger, crazy kind of storylines that sort of use this uh, like concept of this, you know, the, this, uh, martial arts tournament. Um, first off, you know, it's really fun. The characters really likable. All of them have very interesting backstories. Uh, but the reason I'm bringing it up on this podcast is the fucking action and fighting is incredible. Yeah. Anime is known for having really grand, great and grandeur style fights, but this takes it to a different level. First off, it is the most fluid animation. You know what rotoscoping is? Um, they used it a lot in some Disney, early Disney stuff did a lot of rotoscoping. Uh, He-Man and Filmation used it a lot, especially for um, like character walking. But basically, rotoscoping is when they take actual footage of people doing stuff, and then they basically trace over it. So it gives a very like fluid, realistic movement. So this anime has the feel of it being rotoscoped, where it feels so fucking real, but it's not rotoscoped. It's just that level of uh, animation that they're doing. Um, in fact, there's one sequence in the newest episode um, where this crazy... I'm not even going to go into it, but this crazy shit is going on, but there's all these like members of like this sort of religious cult that are like banging on these drums. And even the animation with that, where like sweat is pouring off their foreheads and their, the way their hair is whipping. Um, meanwhile, with all the combat going on and then you keep cutting back between that. And then this, like this fight in the tournament. And I, I re I literally rewatched that scene five or six times in its entirety. Cause I was just so fucking impressed. And the action is so fast and so incredible. Um, I just, I can't say enough about it. And it's, and it's, it's, and it's a really enjoyable, fun... I mean, it, it's very much in that, like, you know, uh, everybody has, like, these, like, super fight moves, and it's very much in the vein of your traditional, what's called shonen or battle battle shonen. these, uh, basically, like, action anime for boys. It's a stupid thing in Japan. But anyways, um, but it's great. I couldn't recommend it enough, especially if you're a fan of, like, other battle shonen, like Dragon Ball Z or... I mean, there's a ton, I mean, tons, but this is a much more grounded kind of 
realistic take, even though it contains a lot of crazy over the top shit. But if the action is incredible, if you're a fan of action in any realm, I can't recommend it enough. It is fucking incredible. All right. Um, uh, you know, I heard you mention one more thing that I've been watching this week. Cobra Kai. Oh yeah. But I've already- well, welcome to the party, Derek. Well, I didn't 2018 have called I didn't have their YouTube show TV. I've been telling every, I touted everybody that I knew in my circle about this series and it, how great, how much did you enjoy it? I loved every minute of it. I know we talked about this in the past uh, about the the role of Johnny in uh, in, in the uh, Karate Kid. And you know everybody views him as a bad guy, but he really he's he's actually not the bad guy. Um, because Rob Bacchio cheats, cheats. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love the kind of the progression of his character. I love the fact that Daniel LaRusso is kind of a, a, a yuppie asshole. And uh, this and Johnny's kind of like a down on his luck guy that's kind of trying to turn his life around. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, the fight choreography is really great. Um, I love the story. I love the kind of the character arcs. Um, you know, some of the, the infighting, but uh yeah, such such a great show. If anybody hasn't watched it, it is on Netflix now. Get ready for season three. Um, I do. Yeah, to, definitely check it out. Yeah, I, I do want to say, like, yeah, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor, watch it. Right. Um, the best thing that could that, that, that ever could have happened, obviously, was Netflix buying it from YouTube. I thought yeah. that I thought it was so so undervalued there that you know not a lot of people were going to pay for YouTube Red to watch it. But I, I'm telling you. I remember in 2018 when I was actually wrestling a little, a few matches. I like I was like like maybe like two away, like two matches away from my match, and I, and I was watching it on my phone instead of getting ready for the match itself and like talking to my opponent. Like I was that hooked to that show, um, and it's so good. But anyway, uh, the 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 little teaser and spoiler is that uh, a, a a silver. Uh, might uh, rejoin uh, the cast uh, in season three. Uh, Johnny Silver, I think that was his name in the in the third. It was uh, Mike. It was Mike Silver. Mike Silver. Um, sorry. And yeah. But so go ahead. I know the showrunner said that they that was definitely an option, but I thought my understanding was that if anything, the only character that was going to reappear was actually going to be Allie, possibly. Which I mean, Elizabeth Shue is doing the boys, so. Uh, um, you know, she's still doing TV work, but, uh, um, it's, That's it's weird because I actually rewatched, I watched, rewatched it. I watched it when it was on YouTube. I rewatched it. I, I do have some issues with it. There are a couple of things. First off the end of the original Karate Kid movie is Johnny and him kind of make up. Johnny's like, you know, you're, you're not so bad LaRusso. And, yeah. you know, they like help. So this weird animosity they have should have, and, you know, and, and, you know, Ralph helps him at the end, at the beginning of part two. So this weird animosity they have is a little like sort of, it irks me a little bit, but I can let that go. Um, uh, I will actually go on record as saying the fight choreography is, especially between when, first off, Ralph Macchio wasn't good in the 80s and he's not good now. When he does that fucking, that spin kick and knocks that cup, cup, <laughs> cup out of that guy's hand, it's one of the most embarrassing things ever filmed. Um, What's I was more Hawk? referring to like, to the... What's up? Yeah. With the, the, one but, of the kids, Hawk, like Hawk, he, yeah. he's, 
That dude's um, funny. That that dude's yeah. uh, one of my favorite characters in that show. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, the thing is, like, the other, like, his daughter is actually pretty believable. I don't think anybody in the cats and martial arts experience the little, the, 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 like, uh, uh, Johnny's son, the one that looks like he should be in Boy Meets World, he is a fucking yeah, awful '90s. Yeah. Um, but he's like, he's actually looks like he's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, it's fine. But um, but like, I have a few issues with it. But the thing is, like, it, at the heart, one thing I think they did was genius was like, both Daniel and Johnny have good and bad parts of their character, and they're very similar. It's just the circumstances keep putting making them at odds. Um. But it is it is a good show. I'm just bummed that the third season is not coming out anytime soon. And by that point, the fucking kids are going to be fucking you know in their forties. <laughs> uh, but it is, really is good. True. But I rewatched every single Karate Kid movie except for the fucking remake with uh, the Jackie Chan remake. Uh, oh. But I, even I, the I, Hillary, even the Hillary Swank one, even, even the next Karate Kid. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's not a great movie, oh, but I don't Dude, how no. dope would it be if Hillary Swank comes on Cobra Kai? I actually said <laughs> that too. Anything. I said that too, but I don't think that's happening. I, she you know what? In a long time. She did She did the hunt. That was like the last. That's right. What she she did. Yeah. I. You know what? I think uh, if anything was more embarrassing than watching Rob Macchio do uh, roundhouse kicks, it'll be Hillary Swank do roundhouse kicks. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I will watch. I will absolutely watch. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I like it. Um, I like the kind of the, the internal turmoil with like, uh, you know, with Johnny and John Kreese. And I, and I agree with you. Like that's, I, I couldn't quite pin where that animosity between like Johnny and Dale kind of came from. Like maybe they'll get onto that afterwards. Cause obviously there's, you know, after the, the fight ended, like in the original Karate Kid, like it's never really revisited again. Like, except for, like, the very start of Karate Kid 2. Right, and that was The kind it. of segues into... And that was it. And then he was off to Japan uh, fighting for honor. And so I maybe... I for your honor. I'll be a hero. Where's like that, dreaming where's that mute button? <laughs> Peter Cetera, man. I know I sound exactly like Peter Cetera, so you can kiss my... Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I was Peter almost stuck ready to tell to cut the music off. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it up! But yeah, I, I liked it. I it was it was a very uh, pleasant surprise. But it, I think the point is like I think there there are good parts, good and bad parts to both of their personalities. I just think that like when you're a kid and you're watching a Karate Kid, you're like thinking that, like Daniel Larusso was like, oh yeah, poor kid, need to learn karate, and you know, you know the whole Miyagi thing, and um, it, you don't always like see it from the from the Johnny perspective. But I, so that's what I like about the show is it kind of gives both sides, right? Daniel LaRusso is a little shady because he's really capitalizing on uh, you know, the, all the teachings that Mr. Miyagi gave him. Now he's a car dealer and, you know, he's, he's kind of shady in that regard. So Johnny's not much better, so I feel like they're, they're not as much opposites anymore as they are just, like, human beings, complicated human beings. Well, the one thing a... I will give it okay, is that it's genuinely actually pretty funny. Like, I laugh a lot. Like, they find the humor of it, you know, and balance it with, like, you know, it, it it's it's much darker than you know the original films, but it it still has that same sort of sense of humor. So, and really, it has heart. It, it does. It really does have heart. Uh, if you do go on YouTube, uh, there was a video. I'm sure y'all have seen it already. But about five years ago, uh, a YouTuber by the name of J. Matthew Turner, he put out the. Uh, oh my! What? Just go on. 
why did you roll your eyes? But anyway, he put out a pretty funny video. It's pretty funny. It's satire, uh, but it is called you know why like Daniel is like how it explains how Daniel is the bully uh, in the Karate Kid, and it's pretty funny. Like it, it's 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 purely satire, and you should just watch it. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know. Are there are people who actually believe that, and it drives me fucking bananas. It's all it, it's it's satire. That's all it is. It's just it's. But there are people who like, oh, I've always, I agree. And it's like, well, no, those are people up. that just loved watching uh, How I Met Your Mother and getting behind Barney, uh, who 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 probably is the the uh, the, the creation uh, of, of that <laughs> that thought. Uh, but anyway, um, but hey, you know. Uh, well, that segues, segues in nicely, though, because what we wanted to talk about tonight was exactly. like exactly uh, action movies that um, have really ha- had a huge influence on pop culture. And I think the, the Karate Kid is is a prime example of that, right? Like the crane kick is is so uh, iconic. Um, like you can't think of the crane kick without thinking of like the Karate Kid. If you're old enough to remember the Karate Kid, and even if not, you watch that little, uh, you know. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, you know, or Jaden Jaden Willis, the one of the fucking kids' name is yeah. Uh, in, in the Karate Kid, where he goes to Japan with Jackie Chan, um, yeah. So I think that um, that that's a good segue into like these are just iconic movies. They 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 created a lot of influence like over time. And and shout out to Mike for for giving a suggestion. Uh, one one of our listeners, good friend of mine, um, he said, hey, you know, when you guys were talking about Predator and you were talking about that like handshake scene. That's what I think of when I think of Predator is like that, you know, uh, that scene with between, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers, and they're just like gripping their their macho fists, man to man, getting ready to put on the good fight, and uh, so I, I think it's like that. There's there's a lot of like uh, a lot of action movies in the eighties and nineties are very iconic in, in that regards. So, yeah, I mean that's the thing is like. I mean, the 80s, tons of great action films in the 70s. Um, 70s really were the sort of the start of the action genre. Um, obviously, in the 60s and 50s, you had films that had action elements. You had big state or big productions, but movies that were sort of very, like, down and dirty, bullet, and, you know, uh, dirty, hairy, and, like, all, there's a lot of great 70s, but the 80s is really when action took over because you had all these larger-than-life characters. You had the Sylvester Stallones, the Arnold Schwarzeneggers, uh, all the martial arts guys. Um, you had Chuck Norris really making his biggest movies in the 80s. He was really big in the 70s, too, but 80s was really when he became a household name. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's ton. Now, I will say, um, when we talk about this, obviously, like, if you're talking about the biggest quote-unquote action movies, the most important or influential action movies of all time, it's you have to say Star Wars. Um, because even though, obviously, Star Wars is a sci-fi fantasy action film, it is an action film at it's, its core, and it's obviously the biggest... Between them and Marvel, it's the most it's the largest franchise of all time. But to me, it's to its own thing, and it's also... It leans more on the sci-fi fantasy elements than it, as... as a, a traditional action film um but it's definitely i mean people watch it because of the action they're not watching it for the fucking talking about metachlorians and the fucking intergalactic trade federation and all that nonsense but uh but obviously you know star wars is one of the most influential films it's probably the single most in- influential film series of all times uh for good or bad it's probably the most influential 
but when we're talking more like traditional action films, I think is really where the conversation gets interesting because you do have, you know, there's a lot that you could say, but, um, you know, I know I have ones I think are truly shaped pop culture and culture as a whole, but I'm curious to hear your opinion, Derek. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there are some, yeah, I totally agree. I think that there's a lot of movies that are very much influential in pop culture aren't necessarily action movies per se, but they're like Star Wars, right? They're, they're uh, kind of adventure sci-fi uh, films that are, that are very popular. Um, you know, we can even talk about things like, I mean, like the original, uh, I'll say original, but the, you know, Michael Keaton, uh, Batman, right? Like the whole, this whole like rough, like I Batman, you know, um, it's been in every Batman movie. And then, you know, it's kind of funny that, uh, that Keaton was really kind of, in my opinion, the first Batman to really like have that, that rough, like kind of demeanor. Cause you definitely didn't see that Adam West Batman. Um, but I think of things like, like Die Hard, for example, and like, you, first of all, like, call it to Bruce Willis because he is, he, in my opinion, like, you know, he came off Moonlighting, um, he's doing Die Hard, but he's not like, I mean, in my opinion, like a, a looker, right? He's not what you would consider like the typical like action hero either. Um, you know, he, he's kind of a schlub in a sense. Like, you get to like part three, for example, with Sam Jackson, he is a schlub. He's like, you know, he's a little pudgy and he's got his white beater on, his hairline's receding, you know, like, what does what he feel this guy? But yet he's he's a kick-ass action star in the Sadie's movies. So, um, it has, in my opinion, some of the most, like, you know, anytime you think somebody's, like, in a hot situation or a building, that's where my mind goes. It's like that Nakatomi Towers, right? Um, yeah. So, I think that, you know, those, those to me are, you know, uh, very influential, but I think there's a, there's a lot of other action movies we can talk about. They live like some of the, some of the most quoted lines, right? Like ever, you know, can't hear a trick, kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I was all in a bubble gum. You know, like I heard that so many times from like within other media forums, and then just by people in general that I've never even really seen the movie, probably, but they know the quote, and, and they still say it to this day. So what's funny. Cause I was actually going to say the, so I, I was going to say probably my, when, when I say the most influential action movie of all time, the first one that comes to mind is Die Hard. And in a similar way, there's yippee ki motherfucker. And, uh, you know, ho, ho, ho. Like there's so much, there's so much from the original Die Hard film that people really connect with and become pop culture. Like quote, like yippee ki motherfucker. Like that's still a, like a, you know, a popular, you know, quote, uh, for as, you know, uncomplicated as it is. Um, and it, again, it's, you know, you had a guy coming off of moonlighting. You know, and he, he, he's not the best looking guy, but he definitely had like this sort of like romantic comedy kind of like women liked him cause he was charming oh, yeah. and stuff, but nobody believed that he could be like this action star, but he pulled it off really well. And he was a really relatable character and he added all this gruffness. He, um, there's so much of like now, like you said, hostage movies, movies about a cop, you know, uh, against all the odds. Like it, it's sort of like the pinnacle of so many of these weird subgenres in, in action film. But I would definitely say I just, I just saw a movie, uh, a preview for a Ruby Rose movie that's uh, coming out called The Doorman, which is literally her defending her family in a hotel that's under siege, and she's like former military, and she's just like kicking ass and taking names, and I was like, that's like you know. You know, that's, a, that's some diehard influence there, in my opinion. 
it's so insane that uh, I, I think about like there's so many there's just so many movies you know I know I would say another movie that's and it's, again I've talked on this podcast before about my feelings about this movie but like Terminator 2 is probably one of the biggest action movies of all time um, and it's one of those things where like it, it changed everything like it changed the special effects it changed you know, Hollywood blockbusters, like people, everything came after it was related to it. Um, and it's one of those movies that's just sort of like, and not like everybody knows it. If you say also La Vista baby, people know what it's from. Like there's just, it has that like legend. And like, even though I don't particularly care for that movie, I definitely see why it's popular. And I definitely recognize its impact. Um, you know, Terminator is still the better movie, but, uh, okay. but again, I totally, totally agree. agree. Like, yeah. and, I, and I think like that's, the thing is, like, sometimes other generations know, like, T2, but there's just so many iconic scenes, and, yep. you know, like, I mean, uh, you're, you're from Terminator 1, like, you can't really gloss over it. It's still very intellectual, um, even if people don't realize how much how much so. You know, I will, I will definitely go on record as saying, like, obviously, I will always be drawn more towards... Uh, you know, um, like special effects don't like it's. I mean, special, good special effects are great, but I need more in my movie than special effects. But I will always prefer practical special effects over the greatest CGI. I just always will. It's when your brain knows when something is tact tactile and stuff. But, um, but with that being said, obviously it made a lot of money. It was super influential. Um, I mean, their jokes about that. I mean, I still remember every every you know, sitcom, every, uh, you know, SNL type show, every, the, uh, uh, like there was, everybody was copying that movie. Um, you know, they copied it in Wayne's world too, for fuck's sake. Like it was yeah. just so, you know, it was just in big, it was everywhere. Like you couldn't escape it. So I definitely would say that's one of them. Uh, specifically Terminator two, but is there, is there a movie James that you feel like, like is very influential, but always gets overlooked? I mean, usually if it's over, I mean, if, usually if it's influential, it's you know, it's it, it's given its due. Um, I'd have to think about. It. I mean, it's a good question. I'd have to think about that. Nothing comes up to the top of my head because, again, everything I think of as far as when everybody knows it, they're hugely successful movies. I think a movie like Fletch, um, yeah. like I think a lot of things from Fletch. Well, as an example, like people quote Fletch or bring up Fletch in other movies, so for the people who have seen it, the original Fletch movies, they've made a huge impact, but I don't know if the world at large goes, Oh yeah, the Fletch movies are great, but I think it's, in, it's influenced other filmmakers to like, you know, um, and they view, and that, I think that happens a lot, uh, where a movie doesn't necessarily resonate that strongly with like a general audience, but the people who love cinema are really inspired by it. And then they take elements of that stuff and put it in their own movies. And then those movies get really popular. So I'm sure there's a ton of those. Yeah. I, I just, I, you know, kind of occurred to me the other day, I was thinking about, uh, so an airplane, right. The, the classic, like, don't call me Shirley line. Or yeah. like, Oh, you know, like, Oh, you don't speak Josh. Like ain't no thing, but a chicken wing, you know? And, uh, so I, I think about those and I, and I hear people say those. And I like, especially the Shirley joke is like, you know, uh, very very common but then i it got occurred to me that i know it because i've seen airplane i've seen all the naked gun movies like um and you know that was that was 
the parody for its time, but like I'm wondering if something is is lost in translation as like generations like kind of grow and, and you know future generations like don't necessarily know those true influences, but they know the reference to that. Like uh, they're kind of they're they're missing out. They think the reference is great, but they're they're missing out on the whole. Um, so I just kind of think that we're kind of at a point where like some of those references that are so iconic are like almost missed, I think, to a to degree because nobody's telling, you know, other generations about like some of these great movies, right? Like, yeah, like, you, mean, got a, you got a leather jacket and a pair of sunglasses. Like, what do you think? Like, somebody say like Terminator, I, I would think Cobra, right? Yeah. Like, um, Mad Max. I'll, see, I'll, now I think we're going to talk about this. I think we need to first off talk about if we're going to talk movies, we also have to say, again, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, um, you know, then those sort of lesser known guys, the uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, even though he's not lesser in my book, but there's a lot of actors who were super, like everything they were doing was, you know, making, you know, money and becoming really influential. Um, With Sylvester Stallone specifically, I think he's in, he started the two of the most influential films of all time uh, in the action genre. What first being the first Rocky, which is still, you know, they're still making Rocky movies today, but so much of what cinema be, I, in fact, I would hazard to say Rocky actually changed cinema. Like post, there was a pre Rocky world and a post Rocky world. Um, Rocky was first of a huge movie, but it was also a huge movie that critics loved. Like, you know, an Oscar you know, winning movie that just happened also have a lot of fan support. But I think, I think Sylvester Stallone was smart enough to understand. I can make movies that appeal to everybody that appeal to a wider audience, but still have some depth and, you know, can make movies, but still be seen as viable movies. Um, unfortunately he did that, but then he, at the longer he kept going on, the more they became cash cows and became fucking, you know, parodies of themselves. By the time you get from First Blood, the first Rambo movie, which is a very gritty, you know, um, kind of a negative light on how we treat soldiers and about the war and PTSD and all the stuff. And then you get to fucking, you know, Rambo Last Blood. And it's just like, it's, it's glorifying everything. It was sort of, um, uh, you know, sort of uh, scrutinizing in the first movie. And then, you know, Rocky was this fucking, you know this dude that shouldn't have ever succeeded. He was a, he's not, he's this especially not bright. He's kind of a loser, um, but who he has a dream and he he has somebody who he fight he's fighting for, and he's a, like this classic story of the underdog. He doesn't win, but it's be through sheer grit and determination that he stood toe to toe with somebody who should have beat him easy. So you have that great first movie, and then got to Rocky Four, which I do legitimately love, and it's my favorite of all of them. But you go from the first Rocky movie that's like a legitimate, it's an Oscar-worthy movie, it's an Oscar-winning movie, and it's a legitimate classic underdog. And then the fucking fourth one has robots and st- super Russian steroid monsters, and like it's so cartoonish and over the top that. But they were super influential. The first Rocky. What's movie, the one where he fights a Tommy Gun? Is that five? That, that that's is the Rocky five. we don't talk about. I love that movie, and I know everybody hates it, but I love it when he beats that when he beats fucking Tommy whatever the his Tommy Tommy Guns. Yeah, well, Tommy Guns. The, well, that's in the movie, but his, his what was his oh, real name? All right. We're gonna IMDb no. this. Anyway, I think that's his real name. 
Yeah, he had a different name. I don't know if it was like his nickname or whatever. Oh, well, but Tommy uh, Morrison. Tommy Morrison, thank you. Tommy the God Morrison. Yeah, yeah he was a he was Tommy the a God legit fighter too. God, do yeah. you know his true his real back his his real story though? Yeah. Good grief, yeah. that's so depressing. That is yeah. one of the saddest stories of boxing ever. Anyway, I digress. Well, he was a great white hope for the long time, and then oh, yeah. he he has amazing puncher, super. Yeah. I mean, he, knockout power for days, but he also had a glass jaw. So he uh, well, he went no, from he, being like he just got caught up in the, he got caught up in the hype in himself. Yeah. You yeah. know, and he killed himself. I mean, he he legitimately like, well, not like like suicide or anything, but he legitimately killed himself with all the drugs and all the all the sex yeah. he was having. Yeah, well, I mean, he he also <laughs> I had some health issues. I, I believe he was that was part of the controversy with him, and said he was one of the uh, like like diagnosed fighters with HIV. There's a big controversy about that um, for the time. I just looking at it real quick. I maybe uh, Rocky Five should be on cursed movies because. Uh, Tommy Morrison, deceased. Say Shalone, deceased. Uh, you know who's still around? Though? Uncle Polly, he's still kicking. That's, that's um, right. He looks so, like a uh, thrift keeper now, but he's still around. Yeah, he's he's more of an Alfred. Um, obviously, you know, can't get any better than Burgess Meredith. I will give Tommy Morrison credit though, because for being a boxer, I thought he did really good in it. I oh, thought he was yeah. very. No, I mean he was a boxer. Yeah, I mean he was a boxer. He knew he knew what he was doing. But you even know? like I think he's playing the story of like smug. I mean, I thought he actually as an, as an actor, he I thought he was really serviceable. Like I really believed his character, especially by the end when he he got really smug and you know like I I don't know I I I know why people hate Part Five, but I genuinely do like it. But uh, it's, not it's not a Rocky movie though. It really isn't like. You but he did because well, that's you have a street he, fight. Yeah, but that's the thing is because at that point we'd see we'd seen everything. Um, in fact, the only thing we did see was Rocky versus an Alien Predator. Um, but uh, but I still like it. In fact, I said this the other day. I just I, it's funny. There, it might be the as far as my me personally, I think it might be the best franchise of all time because I don't think I, I love them all. I love Rocky one. Fucking love Rocky two. Rocky three is genius. Yeah. Rocky four is fucking great. Uh, I like part five. I like uh, Rocky Balboa. I like Creed. Creed two is the weakest in the bunch, uh, but uh, you know, yeah. it's. I, I like. I, what do you know? What I like about Rocky five is it, it was showing uh, Rocky on the on the decline. Exactly, and that's what happens. Like that's what happens with some athletes is they, you know, they have it all and then they don't have it all after that, or you know, they they kind of lose their faculties a little bit. So I, that's what I really liked about it. It's like, all right, well, you kind of make a Rocky back into the. The everyday man, right? Like he's, yep. you know, yeah. he's back to the blue collar. You know, he's back to the local bar. He's just doing his thing. Yeah. He's, you know, hanging out with Polly and, and causing mischief. You know, yep. Yeah, I personally like I personally like five. So, but now, not Ram, Rambo created its whole genre of the American war hero. R Rocky, I mean, really influenced everything, and, and not just boxing movies. The story, like, it influenced movies like Karate Kid. It literally became. Every movie in the 80s was about the underdog having a, I mean, I mean, there's so many I could bring up, but literally it was like the underdog who has to beat the much tougher opponent. It influenced everything. Um, and even the way like the, it filmed its action sequences and all, all these different things. But I definitely feel like Sylvester Stallone, because not only was he an actor, but he was the, he was the, he film director, film writer, film creator, film producer. Like he had a really big hand in, in his early films. So like, um, anyways, but 
I would definitely feel like it needs to be brought up that, you know, those movies are super influential. Um, any others, Eric? Any ones that specifically come to mind? No, I, I think you made a really great point, though, that I was thinking in the back of my mind as well, and you just uh, articulated it uh, before me, is that the 80s really were about that underdog, and, like, you saw a lot of characters that were not your typical, like, they, look, they're not your Flash Gordons, right? They're not, they're James Bond. Like, a lot of these guys were just, just you know, everyday men. Um, you know, your Schwarzeneggers, right? You look at your, definitely your Stallones, your, to your point, Rocky. Um, you know, and Rambo, and then you look at your Bruce Willis as your diehards, right? Like these are these are kind of everyday, or, and then you get into your like Van Dams and your Sakals, right? They're everyday in a sense, like working men, um, and, and yet they're so popular and famous. They build these like iconic franchises that people are still. I mean, obviously, they must be good because we're still talking about them to this day. So, um, yeah, great great call about about uh, still on though. Like, yeah, Rocky definitely Rambo. Rain flush. I remember running through the woods as a kid, like pretending to be Rambo, the stupid, you know, dish rag tied around my forehead and running into well, trees and falling over shit. You know? Rambo was a movie that was like they had a cartoon and I, I'm really sitting next to the action the eighties action figures by Rumco. Like it was a huge deal. But they it was a, a movie for adults, a very violent even you know, R- Rambo part two. A very violent movie, like not for kids, but because it was so fucking USA, USA, that like kids were going to see him with their parents anyways. But um, I mean, again, like living through that time, I remember like Rambo was literally the, in fact, the great line in uh, in Tango Cash, uh, Rambo is a pussy. Like that was saying like the most Rambo was the most legitimately badass dude at the time. Like it was like Pee Wee Herman and Rambo, like this dude makes Rambo look like Pee Wee Herman. You know, he was a touchstone. He was a reference for manliness. Like, if you were a bad motherfucker, you were, like, Rambo. Uh, so, that, I mean, that's huge in and of itself. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the I mean, the one thing that I loved about the 80s is, you know, again, somebody said great. The, you know, a lot of films that were, quote, unquote, you know, The Great Escape, Bullet, all the Steve McQueen movies, like, a lot of the war movies, they, they were really good movies. Like, you know, Dirty Dozen, like, they're great movies, but they're, like, kind of a bummer a lot of them they're like very gritty very real sometimes not with you know they're the 80s injected all this fun it was like all the fucking schwarzenegger one-liners all the fucking kind of campy qualities of it the fact that the good guys always won um a lot of times you know by exploding things with rocket launchers and uh (laughs) bazookas like that's kind of win what were you saying i said that's the best kind of win yeah you call it the heavy artillery but yeah, I mean, if you look, like, obviously, I would say, you know, the biggest, the most influential action director of all time is definitely um, James Cameron because it, it, everything he did at that time was influential. You know, Aliens, Terminator, fucking uh, Abyss, like everything he was doing was huge and, and was making a lot of money, but also impacting the culture. Um, but I would definitely say, you know, there's a lot of. Um, you know, like Bloodsport is a movie for the longest time as a kid. Like I knew me and my friends liked it, but it wasn't like a movie. It was just on cable all the time. But, but if I swear to God, in this day and age, if you talk to any guy between the ages of like forty-five and twenty-five, he's seen Bloodsport and he loves Bloodsport. Like Bloodsport's one of those movies that, like, it's it's got that it's got this I- iconic status because. You know, a lot of movies like Street Fighter, a lot of um, 
franchises like Street Fighter that came out after it, you know, it had a lot of these similar, like, you know, martial arts tournament. You had Bolo Young, who was one of the coolest uh, film villains of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of these movies that aren't quite as, like, iconic status as, like, a Terminator 2 or a Die Hard. But I think, like, definitely influence the genre of the action film and, and are films that people will go to consistently. I think Schwarzenegger's Commando is another one of those movies. Like, is it a, is it a loved film by everybody who likes movies? No, but it, it, if you love action films, you fucking know Commando. It's sort of like the quintessential, you know, just pure Stallone. It's all, it's, a, it's really all, it's just Stallone being, or no, I'm sorry, Schwarzenegger. It's Schwarzenegger just being Schwarzenegger. It's rarely where the majority of his great one-liners come from. It's, it, there's no like weird concept. It's not like fucking, um, you know, he's not on Mars and, and like living a dual identity. It's not, he's not a robot from the future. He's just a fucking badass commando kicking ass for his daughter. Like it's quintessential Schwarzenegger. Even yeah. another one too that, uh, you know, you mentioned Bloodsport, but even the Kickboxer series. Oh, like, I love Kickboxer. You, you know what I mean? Like the fact that even I mean, think about if I mean the way I put it is like if Bloodsport had a had a had a sequel, it would be Kickboxer. Like it really, I mean, it really would. Um, it, it was it was the, I mean the first one itself was really good. Um, not not what well, I guess a Bloodsport was the one that had the reboot, right? And it was horrible. Well, so okay, so there's like five Bloodsports. Yeah, uh, there's a fact- lot of Bloodsport. Yeah. So, uh, Sasha, what's his name? Baron I almost said Sasha Baron Cohen. No, Sasha Mitchell oh. was the guy I believe who did um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, part two through four, and then um, I don't know. It was it was a, it wasn't Gary Daniels, but it was another buff French dude that you know martial artist guy. But I actually really like Sasha, Sasha, Sasha Mitchell as an action star. He was a legitimate martial arts too, but he was actually he. Before he became the guy who was doing the kickboxer movies, he was on a sitcom called Step by Step. Step by Step. Where he, he played, played like Cody. This, yeah, he played exactly Cody. Another Piece Cody, but shit. he played like this like doofy, like dumb boyfriend guy. Who In fact, there is going? an episode. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there is an episode of Step by Step where you find out that Cody's a bad martial artist. And you yeah, remember the time you're like, what the fuck? And then he went on to become like a. a you know, uh, piece of shit. Direct to video action movie star. Um, real quick, I feel like I do have to mention too one of the most influential action films of all time. Uh, and I'm not. This isn't even a genre, uh, 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 a movie franchise I necessarily love, which I know is almost her- like blasphemous to a lot of film fans. But is Indiana Jones the Indiana Jones? I mean, film? I don't think about it. Uh, I mean, I, I don't hate them. In fact, it's weird because I love old, like, worst, like, old action adventure serials and stuff. The stuff that, you know, uh, Spielberg and Lucas were influ- influenced to make it. But um, they are really great. I still love It's funny because my, my favorite's the one everybody hates. Or yeah, we'll Doom? Yeah, we'll Doom. It's still my favorite. Yeah, um, it's, the, it's the best one. Fuck anybody who thinks otherwise. Um, but so you have that. I would say The Matrix is another very influential. Again, not even a fr- I can't rewatch any of them. Not even the first one. I can't stand them. I, there's something about them now I just can't watch. And I, I don't know what it is. But talk about influential. And again, people can say that they ripped off a lot of things, a lot of anime, a lot of like other you know things to make that movie. But they boiled all that shit down, the Ghost in the Machine and all these different like anime properties and other things. And the Matrix films were... They, in bullet time, fucking the look, everything became... Yeah. 
It was like awesome. Blade and stuff. Oh, Matrix, like money, because like yeah. literally they influenced everything. And then obviously, yeah, I mean the whole red pill, blue pill. That's like I literally. That's pop. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, like it literally came up in uh, in the uh, the Hulu original Woke. They literally use that reference to the red pill, the blue pill. Uh, yep. So yeah, it, it's I agree with you. Like not a huge fan of the Matrix. Like will never be a huge fan. And I definitely didn't like two or three, but um. Yeah, super influential. Like people can really relate to it. Um, and, I would say, yeah. uh, I would definitely say, like, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I can even if I don't like something, I can definitely give credit to its impact or what it did, you know, right and stuff. And you know, um, you know, I like the first one enough, even though again, I at the time I'm like, wow, this is like fucking the Invisibles, or this is like you know this. Like, there's a lot of stuff even at the time because I, you know, being a giant nerd, I'm like I'd seen the influences, um, but it's still it's you know it's very at the time very influential, very different from everything else. Uh, I do th- also think that the original Mad Max and Road Warrior movies uh, basically kickstarted the entire post-apocalyptic boom. Like everybody wanted to make post-apocalyptic. Um, and again, uh, George Miller, just aesthetically the way, like he filmed everything, like, um, you know, yeah, even, even something like the Thunderdome, for example, like the, the phrase, like two men enter, one man leaves, you know, like that's just a classic line. Yeah. Yeah. And then even, even it's even like still referenced today in one of the most mainstream ways possible with WWE. With the uh, with the pandemic going on, obviously you can't have uh, an audience in the you know in the arenas, so they actually created their very own, not kidding, Thunderdome. Thunderdome. <laughs> so, which is which has been its its own form of entertainment as well, yes. uh, and you can look that up. Um, uh, uh, one last one, I feel like I I need to mention. I mean, there's a lot. But I would definitely say one of the most influential, especially of the 80s, and I can't believe it took us this long to talk about, is Predator. Um, First off, I think I've said on this podcast, it is, at its core, the most action... I mean, it is a movie filled with the toughest tough dudes ever. Every dude is tougher than the next dude in that movie. And then you boil it down to a seven and a half foot tall alien super killer. It's doesn't get more action than that uh this everything about it's great all of the dialogue is great it's got the single most and i say this without a shred of hesitance it has the single most copied used homaged moment in action film history when fucking carl weathers and uh, arnold Schwarzenegger like grip hands and those two massive biceps that's everybody copies that and it's become a meme and like uh um so that I feel like Predator is definitely, and again, spawn, if you're talking about impact, it's spawned multiple films. Yeah. It's gone on to, you know, team up with other film franchises. So I, yeah. I definitely feel it, like that. I mean, I mean, like get to the chop off, you know. I mean, exactly. that's like that's used everywhere. Um, anytime there's a helicopter involved, there's somebody's quoting that. So yep. yeah, super super influential as well. I think. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, it also has the toughest line in film history too, which is. I ain't got time to bleed, which is like, as a kid, I saw the fear. I was like, that's the toughest thing I've ever heard. I ain't got time to bleed. And then he fucking shoots people with that giant Gatling gun. Anyways. I'll say as a kid, by the way, that that doesn't work when you like bust your nose up. You're like, hey, you got time to bleed. 
<laughs> you're choking on your bleeding everywhere. I got to talk to you, Boozy, though. It's like, I'm losing blood. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's awesome that we, like, even if sometimes the reference is missed, like, I think it's great that there's, there's like, films that really do stand the test of time and they're, they're the kind of influence what we watch today because it would be one thing if they were, like, really shitty films that influence other shitty films, but uh, a lot of these influence a lot of other great films that, that hopefully will be influential in their own right. So, um, yeah, good, good topic. Um, great. Definitely, definitely like a deep dive. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you want to thank you again, guys, for, you know, especially like, you know, oh, man, those are like some of my favorite movies, like Rocky, Minus Five, uh, <laughs> Mad, the Mad Max series. Um, not, I mean... Mad Max, the Mad Max series, including the spinoff, uh, Fury Furiosa, you know. Uh, <laughs> <That's an asshole. laughs> I'm just saying, call it that. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but great conversation, guys. And, of course, if you're, uh, if you're listening to this and you uh, want to get more out of it, uh, feel free to give us your opinion on our social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at TankRodPod. That's T-A-N-K-R-O-D-P-O-D. And you can use the hashtag Going Commando. Uh, and then, you know, go ahead and uh, follow us on Spotify. Uh, oh, yeah, follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Uh, but, yeah, no, again, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, was there anything else that we're leaving off before we go? Just uh, get to the chopper. <laughs> well... Uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, for me, I will, and actually, if you want to end it, Derek, it'd be great, since you did watch Bill and Ted, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I'm Tank Rodriguez, and, you know, for Jimothy James Dean and Dirty Derek, we'll definitely see you next time, and then, as always, this is for you, Keanu, party on! <laughs> Bye, folks. Peace! Peace! Now this sounds like